Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Sheldon, episode 45, ahead of UFC Vegas 32. We got a really good lineup with you. Uh, first up, we're going to be joined by heavyweight Chris Dawkins to preview his fight against Shamil Abdurahimov. This is obviously a big fight for Chris, who's undefeated in the UFC, who's looked very impressive. Coming off the win over Alexei Olenek in the first round, knocked out Rodrigo Nascimento in the first round, knocked out Parker Porter on short notice in the first round. Shamil's an interesting guy, obviously, hasn't fought since 2019 at UFC 242, had a couple uh, canceled fights, it just never kind of fizzled out. But um, interesting fight. Chris was surprised this was his opponent, but this is a big opportunity for Chris to really uh, jump up the heavyweight ranks. Like, Shamil's a guy that's ranked seventh division, Chris is ranked 10, so he thinks a win here, he probably could get a, a top five guy. And, Next, we're going to be joined by uh, Bantamweight Kyler Phillips to preview his fight against uh, Short Notice Plays in Holy and Pie. But obviously, this is just kind of disappointing what me and Kyler me and Kyler kind of went through. It, but disappointing news for him that he's supposed to fight Rafael Asunzo. Kind of everyone knows who Asunzo is. This is a guy that's fought the who's who with Bantamweight division. He ends up tearing his bicep. He has to pull out. But uh, Kyler just wanted to stay on this card. He wanted to remain active. And he gets uh, Paiva, who's ranked flyweight, moving up. But uh, Paiva's coming off that good win over Song Yudong. He's just worried about staying active, getting a win over Paiva, and he thinks he can get a top 10, top 15 guy next time out. But then we're going to be joined by Ian Heinish to preview his fight. Uh, th- this is a really interesting fight against uh, Nassim Imabov. Obviously, Ian Heinish's last fight at UFC 258, he had a big step up in competition against Calvin Gaslam, lost that fight. And now he kind of fights uh, an up-and-comer in uh, Nassim Imabov, who's 1-1 in the UFC, beat Jordan Williams, then lost to Phil Haas. But Ian Heinish has kind of been a... Uh, Hit and miss in the UFC. So obviously, started out his UFC career looking very good. Beat Justin Stemter on the contender series. Then he beat Cesar Ferreira and Carlos Jr. And uh, Antonio Carlos Jr. Loses to Derek Brunson and Omari Ahmedov. Knocks out Gerald Mearshart. Then loses to Calvin Gaslam. This is one of those fights where if Ian kind of mentioned it, like he needs to win this one if he's going to be a top 15 middleweight. And he thinks he has a style to beat Imovov. Moved down to Sanford MMA. So he thinks this is kind of the, this is going to be his breakout performance after especially having a full camp at Sanford. And we're next going to be joined by Randy Costa to preview his fight against Adrian Inez. This is going to be a sweet fight. Both these guys are really excited to it. Uh, Costa coming off that big win, a knockout win over Journey Newsom in September. He had a minor back injury, so kind of went through that. But this is a fight he's really looking forward to. He knows this is a fight that the fans are going to love, and he thinks this is a fight that him and Adrian are going to have a rematch years down the line, either for a belt on the line or when they're both in the top three, top five of the division. And we close out the show talking to actually his opponent, Adrian Inez. We got both sides of this fight. Really good chat with Adrian just about how this fight kind of came together, his thoughts on Randy Cost and what a win over Randy does for him. Really good chats, both guys. Also, I tried to get Macy Barber on the show. Uh, She's out in Sacramento, Team Alpha Male. The connection didn't work, but we just did a phone call, so They'll just be written interviews with that. I think that's probably the only interview she said she's going to do for media. So really good chat with her. But that'll just be written. It won't be on the show. So, But keep your eyes uh, peeled to bjpen.com for that. But thank you all for listening. Be sure to share the show, subscribe, and thank you again. All right, we're joined by UFC heavyweight Chris Dawkins is back in action July 24th. Chris, how's it going, man? It's going good. It's going good. How are you? I'm doing well. Obviously, fighting Shamil. This is, I think, opponent that kind of came as a surprise just because he hasn't fought since, like, 2019. When you got yeah. the name, were you surprised this was your next fight? Uh, yeah, I was, like, uh, I kind of was taken back by who it was. Um, <clears throat> not not the, the ranking or his ability. Just, you know, he's, like you said, he hasn't fought in a while. Um, I heard that he was trying to fight again um earlier this year but he had some visa issues so it was a little apprehensive to, to take the fight strictly because of <clears throat> i don't want to put it in a full camp and then have those things pop up again you know what i mean 
this is a guy like even though he hasn't fought in a while like he's still ranked seven at heavyweight like he's really high level yeah. like you look at his last losses his last two losses are curtis blades and Derek lewis who are two yeah. of the best and then he's beat guys like walt harris andre arlovsky marcin tybura so like but not fighting for two years like how hard is it to prepare for him because you don't really know what he's added or what he's gonna look like yeah that's that's kind of like the the biggest thing i think is just the, uh, his his time off you know you don't really know what uh what type of uh improvements he made or anything like that um i'm gonna assume that he's obviously made improvements because he's a world-class guy he's number seven now in the world um he comes from a great team over in dagestan russia over there so he's he's not i don't think he took any time off uh, i think it was legit just these issues they couldn't get any kind of uh you know help with that so uh i was actually expecting to get like sakai or you know someone like that but uh i'm more than happy to to get up and uh, scrap with this dude. So he is uh, ranked seventh. Like, were you surprised you got a top ten guy after the win over Olenek? Um, a little bit. Um, you know, uh, I was hoping that I would get a, a top ten guy. That that's why I'm here. I, I want to fight the best guys in the world. I want to prove that I'm one of the the best guys in the world. Um, so you know, I'm okay with it. You know, and he hasn't fought in two years. I just hope that uh, everything goes good and. Uh, he still makes a dance on, uh, you know, July 24th. Was this the right time frame for you, the end of July? Because this is a pretty quick turn, Arnold. Or I guess, what, five months since the last one? Yeah, yeah. Um, this year, uh, I kind of want to get in, you know, at least three fights, maybe four fights this year. So this will be number two. So hopefully uh, get another quick turnaround after this fight. Um, maybe September, October, and then maybe, you know, one in December. So, uh, you know, barring any kind of injuries or anything like that, hopefully, hopefully it uh, it works out and I can get a, uh, an opponent for each and you know one of those months. So, how do you see his fight playing out? Because Shamil, the way he's lost a lot of his fights is he gets taken down. But he, you're obviously a striker yourself, so like, do you yeah. think this is just going to be a stand up fight? Uh you know what? It's it can go either way. Um, I'm not really sure. You know, um, how well he's been. You know, just training wise. Um, you know, I've, I fought three times, yeah, three times since August of, of last year. So I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm always, you know, improving every aspect of my game. So, you know, if we get tied up, I, I might take him down and finish from there. It, it really is just kind of, you know, seeing what happens in the cage. What do you think a win over him does for you? Like, it's obviously going to put you in the top 10, but just 4-0 in the UFC, especially if you get a finish, like four finishes, like I think yeah. you'll get a pretty big fight next. Yeah, and that's, you know, you're, you're just – at this point in my career, I'm just taking the, you know, whether it's a ranked guy or a big name, um, I'm down for either one. So, uh, you know, it, it'll definitely, you know, propel me that much further. You know, look at his, you know, look at the people that he's lost to. You were saying Derek Lewis and Curtis Blades. They're, they're all the big name guys in, in the division. And I hope to add my name to that list. Like your guy, your first three UFC fights all ending in the first round. Like, are we yeah. gonna see a second round out of you? Or are you hoping another first round here? Uh, hey, listen, I don't get paid by the minute in there. Uh, so if I get first round finish, I get the first round finish. It is what it is. Um, you know, uh, it's just something that I just am super comfortable with. I I find the finish in the first round, and if people can stop it, they can stop it. But I'm more than happy to go 15 minutes. So. Do you think because of that, there's still going to be people questioning your ability? Like, oh, what happens if he gets out of the first round? Because you see that with a lot of people that finish their fights yeah. early. It's always, oh, well, what happens when yeah. they get to the second? What happens when they get to the third? Like, do you think those questions are going to start happening about you? Absolutely. I th I, I kind of think they're already happening now. I mean, people people want to see, 
you know, what happens, you know, how I react going into the second round. And if, you know, we go into the third round, you see, you know, the, the full variety of my skill set. And, um, you know what, it, it's a fight. Anything can happen. Uh, if I finish them in the first round, then so be it. But, you know, I'm more than ready and willing to go full 15 minutes. Are you already on a new contract? Because I know most contracts go for fights, and this is your fourth one, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah. I already renegotiated uh, another contract. They got another uh, four-fight deal, so I'm real happy with everything. So it's good. Uh, how crazy is that? Like, you, you debuted August. I remember it was, like, yeah. super short notice, yeah. and you're already on your fourth fight, not even a full year later. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy to think, uh, you know, especially with everything that's happened in, what, the past 18 months, how – uh, my life has changed, you know, completely around. Um, I couldn't be happier with, with everything, with, um, you know, everything that uh, my manager has done for me, you know, the, the sport has done for me, and the UFC has done for me. So uh, I'm forever grateful for everything. Could you have pictured this a year ago, talking to you that you could be potentially ranked in the top 10 in the UFC? Uh, no, but I, I was definitely, you know, something that I was uh, I was shooting for and, and, and hoping for and working for. So, uh you know, it's it's definitely it was definitely an attainable dream, and uh, I'm glad that I'm 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 right there. Are you still doing the policing, or I remember some you were talking about maybe leaving that, or are you still doing it? Uh, I'm kind of like halfway in, halfway out. Uh, uh, actually, the day after my fight will be my 10 year, um, you know, anniversary for with the police department. So after that, I can officially uh, officially leave with a little bit of pension if uh, if I so choose. And, I believe that that's what, uh, what I'm going to be doing. Hey, going back to that question about your cardio, like I think people just need to look at your brother and what yeah. he does in the third round. Like I yeah. don't think you would have bad cardio if, if he's no. pushing you all the time. No, definitely not. Yeah, uh, trying to trying to keep that monster off me, you know, for the past eight weeks, six weeks has certainly been uh, certainly been a task. And um, you know, I'm okay with people questioning my cardio because they haven't seen it. But once they see it, those questions will go out the window. Smaller octagon at the apex. You've done it before. Like, you think that's going to play a factor in the fight? No, strictly because that is one of the biggest cages I think I've fought in ever. So, um, especially on like the regional scene over here in like the Northeast of the United States, it, all the cages are super small. And when I mean small, I mean literally like I can have one hand on the cage. I can take a step or two and mean, my opponent are literally touching so it's it's a bigger cage for me than than what i've been used to so i, I haven't set foot in the 30 footer yet so uh hopefully soon when crowds open up and i get into you know a packed stadium well yeah i've talked to tons of people from like philadelphia new jersey massachusetts and they're literally like it takes a step and i'm in the middle yeah. of the cage yep that's it yeah like, like that's that's just all the promotions around here we have smaller cages so we're we're okay with with fighting in smaller cages and kind of once we get into the bigger cages it's a it's a little uh it's a little freeing you know so it's good how weird is it for you too like fourth ufc fight and you still haven't even been in front of a crowd like do you imagine yeah. getting ufc in front of these sold out crowds traveling the world and it's just been at the apex in front of no one yeah and and that's what uh you know i i still feel like i haven't had the full ufc experience i mean i've been Going to the UFC, uh, UFC headquarters, going to the Apex, you know, doing all that to the PI, and I'm fully engulfed in the UFC, uh, you know, but I still feel like I, I haven't had that full experience of, you know, the UFC pressers, the open workouts, the the weigh-in team, like everything, and then making that walk in front of, you know, 15, 20,000 people. So it's something that hopefully um, I can check off the uh, the bucket list. 
you obviously you're on 252 which is a big card but i think this one probably is the next best thing this is a really good card like if sanhagen dillashaw like yeah you have uh aspen lad macy shoots on you have like macy barber back like oh yeah. what's like for you because there's a lot of big names and there's gonna be a lot of eyeballs especially with dillashaw's return fight yeah yeah definitely um i was supposed to be fighting on uh, i think their last their last one but it ended up being sanhagen and um uh marlon but yeah it's it's definitely a uh you know we have a lot of up-and-coming guys and big names on this card um it just sucks that it's not in front of a crowd uh that'd be really good but um yeah all the eyes are going to be on this card especially with dillashaw coming back it's a big story um i'm excited to see that so uh hopefully um you know get done you know fight over real quick get back to my room where i can hang out the apex and just you know catch some fights the heavyweight division, we just had Cyril gone beat Volkov. Like, what do you kind of make of the top heavy, heavyweight division? Because it's kind of crowded. You have, like, Ngannou yeah. kind of waiting for Lewis. Jones and Miocic are both saying they're going to hold out for the title shot. Gone's yeah. now saying he's going to wait for the title shot. So, like, what do you kind of think of that? Because there's, like, four possible guys you could fight that are all just going to kind of hoping that they're going to be next in line. Yeah. Um. You know what? If if they want to wait out, that's fine with me. Um. I'll fight everybody who's not going to wait out for the title fight so it doesn't matter to me really um you know if if i get past and when i get past shamil um whoever's left standing I'll, I'll gladly take them on do you think you're gonna kind of have to wait regardless after this fight just because there's a lot of key heavyweight fights already matched up like blades rosenstruck are matched up obviously yeah. volkov just fought like yep. those kind of guys are who i think you'd probably get and i think they're probably gonna want some time off as well yeah yeah definitely um yeah, they're they're definitely gonna want some time off. I think Volkov is definitely gonna reassess, you know, especially adding the weight he said he added like 20, 25 pounds or something like that, um, to see how it goes. Um, you know, I mean they could give me someone like uh Tybura. He was saying, you know, he wants to get in there and then, you know, some of the up and other, you know, other guys and Sakai, we'll see how that goes. So I'm really open to, you know, whoever wants to fight. I'm I'm really open to it as long as it makes sense, you know. The the one name everyone said about after your last fight was Tom Aspinall, which I yeah. didn't understand at all. Like, yeah. is that like I think that's a fight both you guys I think are going to be top five pretty soon. Like, yeah, I don't know why you guys don't like why the UFC wouldn't do that when you for like a number one contender fight. I don't know why it has to be yeah. now. So many people were trying to get. Yeah, I and and that's what it it doesn't make sense to me either. Like you know we're we're both up and coming prospects. We are both you know uh, a big following behind each of us. You know, he's got all of England. I got the United States and everything. It's it's really good. We're we're both you know making finishes. We're we're making waves in the division. It's it's if it's a smart business thing, the UFC will wait. Obviously, they're gonna wait till we get further and further towards the title, and then you know put us together then. So I'm I'm fine with that. Your brother, obviously, coming off the loss to Phil. Like, when's he yeah. kind of looking to get back in there? Uh, I think he said September, October would be uh, would be a good timeline for him. So we'll see, um, you know, wh whenever he's physically ready and uh, mentally prepared, we're, we'll be getting back in. Are you guys hoping to be on the same card one day? Or do you think that's too much, like, just for both of you guys to deal with? No, nah, I mean, <coughs> excuse me. Um, no, we fought on the same card um, uh, earlier in our career, both when we were pros. So it, it doesn't matter to us. Um, you know, uh, if it happens, it happens. If not, if not, no big deal. Uh, I'd like it to be a pay-per-view card. You know, we're a, a bigger card to, to showcase that and have the UFC push us a little bit, you know, like the, the brothers are fighting. So, you know, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. And I'll, I'll gladly do it. Do you guys have any bets of who gets the belt first or anything like that? Nah, nah, nothing like that. We're just, we're both just, you know, 
trying to become the, the best martial artist and the best in our respective divisions. Do you ever have to let him know that you could still beat him up though? I assume the older brother. Sometimes, could... sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. You gotta let him know, maybe like a, a give him like a little squeeze, a little, you know, you know, body lock, a little squeeze, let him know that I'm I'm a heavyweight and he's a he's an eighty five or so. Yeah. Just last thing, assume we get your hand raised here, like yeah. Are you going to tell the UFC, like, get me on one of these pay-per-view cards so I can absolutely. find one of fans? Absolutely, yeah. If, yeah, I, I get my hand raised. I'm talking to whoever is interviewing me. I, I want on a, a pay-per-view card, you know, obviously it would be great. Um, be, you know, top 10 heavyweight, you know, why why can't I be on a, a, a pay-per-view card? It would be great, you know. Wh- whoever they want to match me up with, I'm fine with it. doesn't matter to me. And uh, we'll start making some moves. Yeah, because I'm sure you're watching all these cards. Like, it's totally different. Like, I like after the past year, I'm like, oh, I can deal with watching it with no uh, fans. But after yeah. watching like two sixty on two sixty two, I'm like, I was an idiot. Like, they all have to have fans. Yeah, I I absolutely cannot wait. I'll travel anywhere. Doesn't matter to me. Wherever they're gonna have fans at, wherever they're gonna have a full stadium at, sign me up. I'll go. All right. Well, Chris, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks for doing this. Of course. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <sighs> All right, we're joined by UFC bandweight Kyler Phillips, who's got a kind of a short notice fight coming up here, a short notice replacement, I guess. Kyler, how's it going? Good, man. Good, man. Uh, fight in the UFC. <laughs> I just kind of want to touch on that first. How disappointing was it when you found out the news? Like, Rafael Asunso, that's a guy kind of everyone knows, like, perennial top 10 contender. He gets out, and then you get uh, Julian Paiva, who's obviously not as well-known as Asunso. Like, what kind of went through your head when you found all that out? Um, it's... It's like, uh, get out of here, man. Oh, my keys? Sorry. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, man, I mean, well, dude, of course you, you can get pissed off. But what, what, can I, like, what can I do about that? You know, what, what am I going to dwell in the past or something that I cannot control? So let's on to the next dude. Let's go get, let's go beat somebody up and then let's get paid by the UFC. I mean, it's like a no brainer, dude. It's uh, pretty sick. <laughs> Did you think about maybe not fighting on the 24th and try to see if you get a ranked opponent a bit later on, or was it always, I'm fighting on July 24th? Oh, I just want to fight. I just want to fight. Um, once I get started, it's like there's no pulling me out. You know what I mean? So, like, I was just super focused, ready to go and fight on this big stage or um, on this big one. And, you know, whether or not I get a fight ranked opponent, it's like uh, – get more experience as well and i get to make another statement so it's like why not i just quickly want to touch on your last fight as well like do you kind of think that was your breakthrough moment for a lot of fans seeing you beat song and on because song was the guy that had a lot of hype behind him yeah i mean that guy's tough as hell man that guy like uh yeah that guy hits hard and he's uh very durable and he's very quick as well and he stays mentally in the game, and he's a he's a warrior. But um, yeah, I just I did a great job, and I beat him, and uh, that was just a showcase of you know one of the parts of me of who I am, and I've been constantly still growing those um, abilities and and getting better at all that stuff in my life. So uh, I'm just ready to to do it again. And what's kind of crazy is 
your teammate, one of your close friends, and it was Casey Kenny, who's now fighting him. Like, I talked to Casey like yesterday, and you, we were kind of talking about your fight where you landed like clean head kicks on Song, and it, he acted like nothing even happened to him. Like, how durable that guy is is crazy. Yeah, he's super durable. I, I would I would agree with that. Um, but with that one head kick, it was just it, it went over. It kind of skid yeah. off the top. I dropped it down a little bit. It would have been game over. But, uh, yeah, that's. I think that also gave me the um, opportunity to have a three-round battle with him, too, which was really sick because that was in the first round. Because before uh, your first uh, – or your second UFC fight, you kind of just dominated Cameron Ells. Even your uh, uh, debut against Silva. So, like, even though it went three rounds, like you were kind of in control. So, to have that kind of back-and-forth fight, like, was that something you were wanted just to kind of show off that you can go three hard rounds? Yeah, I had that in my first fight as well to put the volume up and mix it up with everything, takedowns and elbows and knees and kicks and everything, my jiu-jitsu, my pressure and, and my spin stuff. It's just cool to be able to um, showcase my, my skill set. But also it's like you want to win. And so like if there's an opportunity to finish the fight, definitely I'm a killer. And uh, that's uh, something that the animal inside me will always go for. It's got to be smart about things. Your opponent, like, uh, are you surprised this was who you're fighting? Because uh, Pive is a flyweight that's obviously moving up to fight you. Yeah, you know, uh, he's he's a man that's, you know, that's uh, ranked number 12 at flyweight as well. And he's a pretty big dude. So he couldn't make weight. So he couldn't make weight at 25. So he's pretty big. I think his last weigh-in was at 129. And uh, so he's probably put a little bit of weight on and then getting ready for this fight. And he's taking it serious. And I know that he's going to try to come from ahead and um, let's bring it. I can't wait for him to try to take my head off because I'm going to bring it to him. How much do you know about him? Because he's got four fights UFC, his first one, like really close fight against Kai Kara France. Then he loses second one due to a cup. But since then, like knocked out Mark Della Rose. I had a really good fight against uh, Zuma Gulov in his last one. Like, he's looked pretty good as of late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the highest level. And whoever they throw throw in the octagon with me in the Matrix world is like, it just gives me the ability to do what I do and do what I love. And I just can't, I just can't wait to go put it on him in so many different ways, you know. Was this the right time frame for you to return, or, or were you hoping to get a bit sooner than this? Um, it, it's been three months, so, but it feels like it's been a long time. I don't know why. I feel like I've wanted to fight sooner, maybe because that last fight was quick. But um, yeah, I, whatever. How do you see yourself beating Piva? Because Piva is a very durable guy. Like he took some of Kai Care Francis' toughest shots, who's kind of known as a hard hitter flyweight. But then again, like getting hit by a bantamweight is probably a bit different than getting hit by a flyweight. Yeah, um, the guy's a he's durable. He's very durable, and he's uh, he's got a lot of heart too as well, and he hits hard. Uh, but I think I'm a very scary opponent for anybody, man. Anywhere. Anybody that's going to step in the octagon, it's just kind of going to fight myself. It would. There's a lot of areas that that are just hard to or easy for me to go to. You know what I mean? I, I mix it up very well as far as speed, uh, angle attacks, in and out, 
um, pressure, um, going with the flow, spinning stuff, putting it on as far as power shots, body hitting the leg, and mixing levels up as well. So like, I think I really get people kind of like, you know, like that. And once I get them in that, that mental space, that's when I can really um, thrive and, and take them out. So I get them. Do you think your style is one that's like you're going to become a fan favorite pretty soon? Just the way you kind of you move, the way you throw all that spinning stuff. Like that's a style that a lot of fans like to watch. Yeah, you know, um, of course there's like, it's like oh karate this or spin stuff that, but you, you don't want to compare yourself to other people. I'm I've got a completely different skill set, and my whole life I've been working in so many different martial arts, and and as a fighter and, and training myself in so many different concepts and principles of being able to you know defeat the opponent. I just feel like there's yeah definitely it doesn't matter what I say. There's nobody like me. There's nobody with this with this uh, fingerprint I got, there's nobody that can mix it up like I do. And at the end of the day, we're all human. We're going to step in the octagon and fight another man. It's a fist fight. So you got to be a little bit aware of both of those. Stay mentally ready, and I'm going to unplug that dude on that day. Uh, back at the apex, like smaller octagon, do you think that impacts the fight at all or no? Yeah, same thing. I'm a performer. I perform um, with, uh, with the lights on or with it's off. Big crowd, small crowd. I love the feeling of the big crowd. I can't wait to that. But you saw my last fight as well. I, and the Dubai one, the COVID yep. fight. That was, uh, you know, no crowd. Is, and I did the same thing. So that's that's the thing as well. Is like being aware of that constant life that's inside of you every day. Like whether, you know, somebody's watching or somebody's not watching. You're still doing the same thing. You're still making those choices. You're still having fun. You're still loving what you do. Those are the type of people that, you know, they thrive. Uh, are you hoping your next fight is on one of those pay-per-views in front of a crowd? Yeah, that would be sick. That would be that would be sweet, man. I feel like I uh, definitely need to, especially the exciting style I have. You get your hand raised here. Like, are you hoping to get at least one more in this year? Yeah, so again, I just uh, spoke about that. It depends, you know, you can plan for the future, yeah. but not worrying about things that you can't control. Like anything can happen. If I have no injuries, like definitely, you know, if I don't get any injuries after this fight, I definitely want to get another fight, maybe even another one. But whatever happens, maybe some things happen in between, whatever. I'm just going to keep constantly growing and doing, uh, doing some Matrix stuff. Uh, are you hoping the Asunso fight gets rebooked down the line, or are you just kind of hoping it's any ranked opponent next? Yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen, but I'm I'm down to fight anybody. Is, is the but plan? I mean, obviously... that would be that would be cool if I could fight him. That would be sick. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's scared though. <laughs> think he's scared? Or do you get injured? I I don't know. I, I, I think it was the guy. I think he tore his bicep. I think he wrote oh. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't even know, dude. That's the thing. I don't really put too much thought into those type of things. Like, damn, he tore his bicep. That's what they said. I, I think that's what he put on Instagram. Well, it was something. Yeah. It was like a bicep or a shoulder, or something like that. Okay, well, shoot. I hope he gets better, man. Yeah, whoever, him, another guy. Let's see. Uh, is the plan though get yourself a rank guy? Because you you yourself are in the rankings now. Plans to get the belt. Always, man. yeah. And so, 
you know, no matter if it takes one, two, three, four, even a hundred people I got to go through, I'm going to grab that thing. Cause that's, that's my goal. You got a little like good bantamweight kind of team around you. And I like you got O'Malley, you got Casey Kenny, you got Mario Bautista. And the thing is like all four of you guys are fighting within like a month span. So what's kind of training like where you guys are all kind of peaking around for that same date? It, it's just, yeah, it's good to be around that. You know what I mean? If you hang around high level, it's just good to be around that energy at the gym. And those guys are all hardworking dudes. You know, Sean's got that. He's fighting. Um, dude, he's got a lot of hype, man. And that yeah. McGregor's fighting, bro. Dude, this is a sick. I, I like, I don't even know how like crazy it's going to be in Vegas this weekend. But I can imagine it's going to be nuts. So many Irish flags everywhere. But back to that question, yeah, um, it's fun having those guys there. And just watching them grow as well, like watching them, how far they've gone and the type of decisions they make and the the things they do in their camps and not in camps and the things they focus on. You can kind of see, like, what grows and then you can kind of see the outcome of those commitments they make to. So uh, it's cool to see all of us on different paths but, like, kind of doing the same thing and uh, watching – watching it grow and uh that's all it is it's all about growth and character growth and getting better and um being around like-minded people is an awesome thing are, are you and sean in any sort of competition of who can get a better knockout because you guys both have some uh, some good spanish stuff it's a good vile knock we're so different we're so like we're so like i don't know like we both have a lot of hype well at least i hype it myself yeah. <laughs> maybe not have a million followers but hey, I got I got more hype myself, dude. So yeah, I mean, I don't really focus too much on competition stuff like that. But it's cool to see that. You know what I mean? We we thrive off each other. It's not like a it's not like a jealousy thing. It's more like a encouragement. It's like oh, that's sick. Let's that's the type of energy that I like to to be around. Uh, O'Malley's hype though like it's insane. I have so many friends that are like super casual. They'll watch McGregor, Masvidal. And now, Aaron uh, Adesanya, yeah. those three, but yeah. somehow they always know when O'Malley's fighting. They'll always text me to watch, like, come oh, over to my house and watch O'Malley. I'm like, that, that's crazy. The guy's not even in the top 15, and he's like on the same page as what, like, McGregor, Maz, and Adesanya are to my friends. And that's what it's about, too, though. Like, you know, um, I'm one of those guys, like, I'm going to do my diligence, work hard, and, and like, do what I got to do. I'm ranked 14 in the Bantamweight division. But, you know, at the end of the day, you can't you can't point a finger at somebody else. they're making money yeah they got hyped at the end of the day they're that guy's got a second house like he's got his whole family out here um he's running so many things positively as well and like he just had a kid and it's like he's bringing money home to to his family and no it doesn't matter like what people say if he fights a rank opponent of this or that he's doing his job and he he's the best at what he does you know and same thing with me. It's like, you just got to have fun. That's what it's about. I asked Casey and Mario this too. Like, what happens when you all four get to the top of Bandwagon Division? They said you guys are going to run a little bracket in the gym and yeah, figure out who fights for the belt. Fuck those guys. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Those guys are my best friends, dude. Uh, dude, those guys, it's like in the gym when we're training, um, it's like push each other and then outside the gym as well we hang out do things have fun and then just you know shooting the shit having fun everywhere else it's like uh it's just a lifestyle 
you know I, we try not to take things too serious as as far as you know being super serious but because it really is it's like fighting and stuff it can be serious if you're just thinking about it all the time so having these guys too was like me and Casey, we could get a fight. I don't know. We had our last two fights together on the same card yeah. in Dubai and stuff. And so we're out, you know, having a couple beers at the pool in Dubai and then going to Vegas, like having those experiences together and then going to fight together. Like it's, it's fun, man. It's sick, dude. It's, it's almost like superheroes, you know, like yeah. going battle and then like, it's, um, yeah. Would you only ever fight? those guys if it, a belt was on the line like assume you guys aren't fighting each other if it's I not just, for the title yeah i was just saying that too is like it only makes sense because yeah. there's so many people in the division there's so many people to fight and you've seen it look I, i'm ranked and and o'malley's not getting a rank guy or he's not um fighting like some the people are calling him out there's so many people in the division not just ranked like that they're willing to fight as well and uh building up to there it's like okay let's let's take all these other dudes out and then if we got to fight each other you know let them make it to that level and then we can fight each other for the title and make a million dollars you know yeah. it's like so and then and then you know retire and then come back be the bad guy be the heel and then <laughs> go against jake paul go from wake it's super <laughs> now go down and then fight uh who henry sudo dang uh, just last question I got for you. How big of a part of you and Casey's camp, just considering you fought Song back in March? Um, we kind of like have our own things um, that we do, but then we also have the things that we do together. It's a little bit of both. Um, yeah, I, I think it's more of like a, it's more of like a like a honor respecting. You see, like cause I fought Song. And I know that guy's a G, you know, and I'm like, damn, bro. I'm like, so I messaged him. We messaged back and forth. Super cool dude. Um, and, like, now Casey's going to fight him. And then we we punch each other in the face at the gym. Then we see each other. And they say, yeah, we'll fight song. It's it's more of, like, hell yeah type of thing. Yeah. So, fuck that guy or type of shit like that. So, um, I don't know. It's just pretty – it's pretty dope. I it's cool to be at this age. I just turned 26, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I'm just like, damn, I got to go grab a belt, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. All right, well, Kyler, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, man. You have a great one, Cole. Yeah. Later. All right, we're joined by UFC middleweight Ian Heinish, who's back in action here coming soon. Ian, how's it going, man? It's going great, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I was coming back the end of July. Like, was this about the right time frame for you after that fight against Gaslam? Uh, no, actually, you know, just a lot went on. You know, after the fight, I was healthy. I was hungry. I was, like, in great shape and just ain't itching to get back in there. But I always told myself uh, after that fight, I was going to come check out Florida and ch try out Sanford MMA because my buddy Nate Marquardt had been down here. And, um, you know, especially – Losing that fight in the wrestling department, you know, I know the coaching and the, the caliber of wrestlers down at Sanford. I knew I had to get down there. I actually uh, turned down a fight with Jacare just because I, I didn't want to wait till late May, which they offered. I wanted to fight in April, like early April. I was ready to go. 
But then once I got down to Stanford and talked to Henry, he wanted me to get adjusted to the gym, train there for a little while, which I, I agreed with. And he wanted to sharpen up some of my tools. And, um, you know, so it, it all worked out the way it was supposed to. I was ready for a short notice in May, but it didn't work out. And, um, you know, obviously I have a wedding June 5th, so it couldn't be in June. And here we go. We're in July uh, 24th. We're going to be ready to go and looking to stay super active after that. Oh, was the Jacare fight the pay-per-view he fought on anyways was it that date yeah oh that would actually would have been a really another big fight for you then but i guess time it would have been perfect yeah it would have been perfect and they said it originally late may and it turned it out to be mid-may but but, uh yeah it kind of it kind of didn't it kind of sucked i came to samford and then henry told me that and i was like oh actually i'll take that fight but he already had an opponent and uh it all works out the way it's supposed to man it gave me time to really get some stability in my life and settle down and um, we're closing on a house this week. So it'll be good to have a home base for the first time in over a year and really just to actually have some stability, settle down and be able to just focus on this, uh, this victory. Are you at Sanford like full time now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm st- go ahead. I was just gonna say like, w- was the Gaslam fight the one that really triggered or was this something you were kind of thinking about for quite a while? Uh, no, it was something I was thinking about quite a while. I still, I'm still using my uh, my boxing coach Jacob Ramos from Genesis Fight Team, so he's going to be in my corner, and we we still get work in, and he'll probably be flying out here a few times throughout camp. And um, but no, man, it's it's really uh, something I planned on doing, even win or lose, draw. I was I was planning on coming down here. I wanted to get back to my roots, my wrestling, and I know they have an amazing wrestling program as well, striking. I just knew the killers that were down here. And also outside of the cage, man, the ocean's right here. The weather's amazing. The policies, everything was free and open and maskless. And I was able to live how, how I want to live and uh, be close to the ocean and be able to fish when I want. What did you take away from the Gaslam fight? Because that was a very close fight. Um, you know, I just took away, you know, to not prepare for a certain style. Like I, I was so fixed on his striking and I felt like I was – getting doing the better in the striking range and and uh but he was getting me with the wrestling and just kind of focus on just training with all different styles and just be ready for anything because i feel like good fighters change their style almost every fight and i'm going to be fighting good fighters so i just need to be ready for anything i'm not even looking at tape i honestly don't even know the guy's name i i know my teammate phil hawes fought him two fights ago uh, i watched that fight but other than that i'm just uh I'm just going in there to perform, man, and just and get back in my winning ways, and and uh, you know start this this end this year off right and go back on a winning streak. So uh, your opponent, obviously Nazarene Imovov. Like, have you do you not really watch much tape? Then is it more just focusing on yourself? Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I do. I I feel like I watched too much tape with Gaslam, and just you know it was like in my head I'm like, man, this guy almost put Israel out. You know, I gotta watch this and this. Instead of just going in there, man, training with all these guys, you know, obviously try to find more tall guys to train with that are orthodox. But at the same time, train with Southpaws too. He might come out Southpaw. Like, I don't know. Um, but I'm going to be ready for any style. And I just I just need to perform, man, and, and get back to where I want to be in this division and, and show that I am a force to be reckoned with. And um, everyone's tough in the UFC, but this guy, I feel, you know, he's not even ranked. So, uh, you know, I've been throwing with the killers since the beginning. So um, I'm excited to just – go be me and go get uh, a big victory. How much have you talked to uh, Phil about that fight and what he did? Or, or do you not talk to him about that? 
Oh no. Yeah. Me and Phil talk all the time. He's one of uh, my main training partners and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just kind of giving me his two cents. He he's, he, he uh, strikes with me. He spars with me. He knows what I'm good at, and he, he tells me what I should focus on doing against this guy. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's not too much to talk about, you know. I mean, the guy caught him with some elbows at the end, but other than that, he got dominated. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I mean, like I said, I'll be ready for anything. How do you see this fight playing out? Man, I, uh honestly bro i just i've seen me stepping in that cage and taking care of business like whether that's submission or, or knockout i don't see it going to the judges i'm i just gotta go be me and perform and uh, the good stuff is gonna start happening the big wins are gonna happen so i just gotta go be me oh what's it like training at sanford because it, it's kind of so weird to me same with like american kickbox academy like it's need kickbox from henry who one of the best kickboxers it's a lot of wrestlers out of that gym but i guess you kind of yeah. get the, the best of both worlds get the wrestlers then Henry Hoof like I'm not really sure you can learn from a better kickboxing tackle striker than him yeah absolutely you know that's what it is you know we got all these amazing wrestlers that come here because they know the striking so good but at, at the same time they bring that skill set they bring that mindset they and we have amazing wrestling coaches uh, Greg Jones uh, Kami amazing coaches and uh, just a level of excellence in the, in the accountability and just uh, how it's such an encouraging gym more than like no one's been to the top. I'm going to be the first one to the bell. I'll step on you if that's what it takes. Um, it's more, Hey, we, we, we produce champions. It's what we do. Let's everyone like elevate each other to be there because uh, that's what, that's what we're about. And it's not this, like, you know, I feel like trying to cut each other down to, to get ahead and everyone's just encouraged. Cool. Hello, I'm back. Yeah, on. I got you. There. I got that. you. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Um, your former opponent Derek Brunson's there. Is that weird? Train with him, or is that all like you guys are all cool? No, man. There's just a ton of respect. You know, I grew and learned so much from that fight, and um, yeah, and he's doing his thing, and uh, you know, it's good to see a guy who beat you really uh, excelling and climbing the rankings, and. I know I'm right up there with these guys, man. It's inches. It's so it's such little, you know, adjustments that I need to make. I'm right there with these top guys in the world, and I know that uh, being around these top guys and rubbing rubbing elbows and training with them, and um, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna fix that, and I'm gonna be one of these top guys, you know, fighting for this belt soon. So um, it's just amazing to just be around this atmosphere of so many uh, of just excellence. What do you think a win over Imovov does for you? It's an unranked guy, but your guys fought a lot of those top guys. Like I think win year gets you right back to where you were. You're fighting guys in that rankings. Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, I'm just focused right now, um, just improving, getting settled in here, and go just in performing and, and getting back in that winning column. And then we'll we'll take a look uh, when it gets a little bit closer. But at the moment, man, it's it's all my next fight, July 24th. I'm going to show up and uh, I'm going to put on a performance and really um, get myself back to where I want to be. You're fighting at the apex, the smaller octagon. Like, how do you think that's going to impact the fight? Uh, I don't know if it does impact the fight. I guess if someone has a ton of four, I come forward in pressure. So I guess it's in my advantage. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wish it was the crowd, man. I'm really missing the crowd. I went to the Jacksonville 
live and that energy was just something I miss, man. I miss fight week. I really miss all of that that comes with it. So, um, you know, hopefully this will be my last one at the apex and, uh, just looking to go take care of business, man. That's it. You look at Sanford as well. Like it's not like it's a lot of high level fighters, but it's a lot of winners too. Like you, I think yeah. the gym's probably on a massive winning streak. Like they probably got to be running at like 70, 80% for wins. Like how much confidence does that give you seeing your teammates go out there and get wins as well? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Every weekend we got guys fighting we got guys winning and at the highest level. So, you know, the system is, is proven. The system is amazing and it's a system that you can really trust in. And that's what I'm doing. I'm trusting in the system and um, I know it's going to get me to where I need to be to go win this fight. Who's going to be in the corner? Henry Hoof is going to be in there, I assume. And then your boxing coach you mentioned. Yep. And then uh, probably one of the teammates, uh, my teammates for a body. So you mentioned you want to be active. So like, what's the goal? Get this win. And then what one or two more fights this year, if, if everything goes your way. Yeah. Hopefully God willing, um, you know, two, two more fights. I would love that to get, get a good four fights in this year. Last year, I only got one because of the pandemic and COVID and all that. So this year I want to be active, especially being settled down with a home gym. Um, it's the perfect formula to be an active fighter and go get some wins. Just last thing, like middleweight division is getting pretty stacked, but where do you kind of see yourself at the end of the year? Because I wouldn't be surprised if you're knocking in that door, the top 10. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it, I just need to go get this win, take care of this. And, um, and yeah, I'm just, my plan is just keep climbing those rankings again. You know, let me get, let me get some wins. Let me get that confidence back up, get this winning streak and uh, start making my way towards that belt again. All right. Well, Ian, man, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks for doing this. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. All right, we're joined by UFC Bandweight, and I guess the biggest Reese's supporter out there, Randy Costa. Randy, how's it going? Doing good, man. I appreciate you having me on. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Obviously, I when this is all getting made, like I talked to Adrian like a couple days ago, like, and he was kind of still surprised it came together through Twitter from your Vanchway. Like, is this about the weirdest fight booking you've had come through like a result over candies and on Twitter? Uh, I. I mean, mine in my career, a thousand percent, and it's probably the craziest that I've seen. But dude, it's just it's just so cool that, you know, and I don't mean to blow smoke up my ass or pat Adrian's back too much, but we have two very exciting, you know, prospects in people's eyes, and neither of us are talking shit to each other in any sort of negative way. Neither of our fans are attacking any are, are attacking each other in any sort of negative way. This fight was built on 100% positivity and it's just so fucking cool to see that people are so excited for a fist fight that was that was put together on almost complimenting each other it's just really fucking cool and and, and we're going to deliver dude i know we're going to deliver adrian's adrian's a tough kid man he's he's super exciting to watch i didn't he didn't want to fight me because i'm boring and i didn't want to fight him because he's boring we know we know what we're going in there to do um i'm just excited to get in there man it's going to be it's going to be so fun i can't fucking wait uh, I'm sure you probably saw when this fight got announced, there's a lot of people thought, oh, why are you guys fighting now? Because you guys can fight two, three years down the line when you're in the top 10, top five. Like, But he actually brought something interesting too. He said, look at Poirier Holloway. They, I think that you said the same thing too, is they fought when they were young, then they rematched and the rematch was for a belt and it's even bigger. Like, Is that kind of how you're still feeling about this one? 1,000%. And I mean, of course, I see both sides of the argument. Um, 
you know, obviously with, with Poirier and Connor, it was much different because one guy had like much more of a push than the other guy. I don't think Adrian and I are ahead of each other or behind each other in, in any way. I think we're both kind of on the same playing field in terms of like hype and stuff like that. I think we're both like young, exciting kids who, who have like a good, like project ourselves in a positive way. Um, neither of us, you know, it, in contrast to McGregor and Poirier, there was obviously one guy who talked a lot and there was one guy who was like an OG, like real savage fighter that put the fight together and it became something. Now we have two prospects who are kind of on the same playing field in terms of like the push that we're getting competing against each other. And, and I do think that our fight, I don't know, I don't think it could be as, no, who knows? I don't know if it's going to be as big as like a McGregor and Poirier type deal, but I think there's a lot of potential with this kind of thing. I don't think either of us loses stock with a loss. I think the winner gets a lot more stock. The loser gets some stock, but I don't think that either of us like lose our position kind of where we are. I think we've, we've both done a really good job at building this fight up in a way that we're going to have people excited for it. We have people looking forward to it. And who knows if we have an exciting fight, people are going to want it again, you know, and we're going to keep doing it and try to build it up and try to build it up. Who knows, man? I'm rooting for the kid. I fucking hope he becomes champion one day. And I'm sure he hopes that I become champion one day. I, you know, I, I don't dislike the kid. I just want an exciting fight. And I know Adrian's going to bring it. Uh, just before you get more into your fight, I want to touch on, you're obviously supposed to fight Trevin Jones at 259. You had to pull with an injury. Like, was this July timeframe kind of when you could fully get going? Or was it a bit later than you thought? Um, I was hoping to get booked a lot sooner um, than this. Man, I, I, I'm not... I'm kind of frustrated because I'm not, I mean, I'm not frustrated, but I, I'm frustrated because, you know, my, my fight in September, <clears throat> I had that quick head kick knockout. And when someone has a, has a exciting finish like that, they typically give them a quick turnaround time. We were, we were trying to get a quick turnaround time fucking right away. Hey dude, I'm ready. I want, I want at least one more before the end of the year. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And then it just, it just didn't, it just didn't happen. So we got booked for March. So that's what, six months after, after September, even that's a way long layoff for, you know, coming off an exciting win and no injuries, that's that, the other thing. And of course, I get fucking injured before March, so I have to get pushed. So now I'm on like another 10-month fucking layoff. I've been ready since, you know, March, beginning of, or mid-April mid probably. I, I, I fucked my back up pretty bad. It was nothing where I needed surgery, but I really needed to take a step back or it was going to really start impacting my future. I didn't have a choice. I didn't want to. I obviously felt awful for Trevin, and I wanted to fucking fight. Um but sometimes that's not that's not in the cards. I wasn't in the cards for that night. So it, I mean, it is what it is. I'm excited for the opportunity that I have. I'm going to take advantage of the opportunity I have, and I'm going to make sure that people remember my name. And hopefully, I can get you know another big exciting win, and then get a quick turnaround time. And hopefully, we don't have to have another conversation about a fucking another ten month playoff. Uh, I don't think you have to sell this fight to a lot of people, but like stylistically, like how. Do you think you match up against Adrian? It's just when he when I was talking to him, he thought you were more of a kicker. He was more of a puncher. That's kind of how he kind of broke this one down. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a that's a fair assessment based on the footage that I have. But you also have to remember that I, I'm so new to this game. I mean, look at my my first fight in the UFC to my second fight in the UFC. There was a massive gain, and that was what six months. Then from my second fight to my third fight in the UFC, another massive gain. That was another six months. I've only had seven pro fights, dude. I haven't been in this in this too long. I mean, he's he's not wrong what he has seen, but I think I'm. I mean, I think I'm gonna open a lot of people's eyes on on the 24th. This fight is fucking awesome. Adrian's really good. Adrian can fucking put your lights out. Adrian's he's he's tricky. He's hard to get a read on. He has really good movement. Um, great counter punches. Good punches. Um, and he uses range very well. He uses his trickiness very well. 
Um, but again, you can say a lot of things, a lot of those same things about me. So this is a very exciting fight. I don't think either of us are necessarily one is a better puncher and one is a better kickboxer. I think we're both very high or I think we're both really high level uh, MMA fighters. I think we're both really high level kickboxers. And I think I think the fans are in for a good fight. I don't I'm not going to I'm not going to come on here and say that Adrian fucking sucks. He's beat bums and he's you know, I'm going to I'm going to knock him out. Maybe I'll knock him out, but I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna brag on the guy. He's, he's, he's doing performances. He has to, you know, I have to respect that. He's fucking killing it. You know, it's just, I'm excited to get in there and and, and share the cage with someone who has been such like a, a positive like role model for the sport and how he's conducted himself and how he's how this fight came to fruition. And and you know, I watched a couple of interviews on Adrian and he's really cool, man. You know, people were asking how that fight didn't come up, how that fight didn't come together in Houston. Adrian had all the, the the power in the world for for when he was asked that question to take a massive dig at me you know cost is this cost of that but he didn't all he said was you know there were some problems that came up and that didn't allow us to fight at ufc houston i don't have anything but respect for this kid i, I just can't wait to go in there and fight man it's gonna be so awesome if you look at adrian's early losses like it's it's high level guys like he lost us two splits to domingo Pilarte and miles johns are both in the ufc and the miles johns for the lfa belts he went five rounds but the thing there was he got taken down. He kind of got controlled. Obviously, that was years ago, but you're not Sanford, a good wrestling gym. Like, do you kind of think maybe you might take this one to the ground and, and see how, if he's improved on the ground? Dude, it, they, he can say that same thing. People can say that same thing about me. Dude, that was years ago, and I'm pretty sure that he just started, like, actually, you know, training full-time for this less than a year ago. You know, so I don't really, like, give a fuck what – I can't like judge his, you know, talent based on fights that happened year, years ago. Like now is when he's really indulged himself in the sport. Then it was, you know, obviously not a hobby, but it was something that he couldn't make the number one priority. I, I'm not going to, I'm expecting the best Adrian Yanez that the, 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 the UFC has ever seen that anybody's ever seen. I'm expecting a really tough fight. I don't think, I don't think he has those kind of holes in his game where maybe some people could read his topology record and see that. People can see my tapology record and be like, "Oh, he's just a one-punch kind of guy." Like, that's obviously not necessarily true. I don't think I don't think I threw, you know, a single punch in that that forty seconds leading up to the, you know, when I when I had kicked Adrian. You know, it doesn't it doesn't really fucking matter. Um, I'm expecting the best Adrian, and I know he's expecting the best Randy, and it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good fight. How do you see this one playing out? Because I kind of have, I think my pick or like predictions kind of off the board. I think this one goes the distance. I don't think either of you guys finish them i think you guys are both such high level box i think you guys are both so durable that i don't think either you will be able to knock them out i see everyone saying like oh whoever wins give me first i'm not gonna i wouldn't be surprised this goes off 15 it's like a fight of the night bonus instead of a performance bonus yeah it's exciting it's an exciting fight and i'm not one to make predictions man i'm, I'm gonna say uh second round double knockout that's my prediction <laughs> What do you think a win over Adrian does for you? Like to me, I think this is the perfect like fight where winner this gets a top fifteen guy because I think especially if you, one of you guys do get a finish, like it's gonna add just more hype to your name. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if either of us get a finish, I think that only warrants us to you know at least start having a conversation about facing the guys that are you know later later in the top fifteen rankings, like the 13, 14, 15 type guy. Top ten is off the table. We we probably won't see those guys for another two to three fights unless we. Obviously, stepping as a replacement, um, but a win over Adrian does a, does a lot of things. It opens up a lot of doors. I'm on a, a two fight, a two first round knockout streak at this point. One with a right hand, one with a head kick. He's on a two fight knockout streak. One with a right hand, one one with a head kick. Um, I think 
if either of us get a finish this time, we're gonna we're gonna become kind of household names in the UFC. Um, we're gonna kind of got, start kind of start getting a like a like a real push. Um, but man, I mean, a win for either of us does does a lot of things and opens a lot of doors. Um, and I think uh, I think the loser still has a lot of other doors opening up because the fact of the reality is that you know, Adrian, I'm probably not gonna fight like a like a someone who's as smooth on the feet kind of as Adrian and Adrian people may say that Adrian might not fight someone who's like as ex, maybe as explosive as as I am you know it's a it's a double-edged sword but a win for either of us does does some big things and I think we can start having conversations about you know that that top 15 top 20 type range um who knows man it could be, it's gonna be an exciting year I just can't fucking wait for the 24th uh, smaller octagon at the apex. Do you think that's going to impact the fight at all? I just kind of force the action more. I mean, I don't, Adrian and I, I'm sure we'll be down to fight in a phone booth, man. We don't really give a fuck. I mean, my, all, you know, my, my first, you know, I've only had one fight in the big cage, you know, I've yeah. had, and that was at the only pay-per-view I fought all my, all the other cages. I'm not sure what the size of the cage is in the apex, but on the local scene, when I was fighting at cage Titans in Massachusetts, that cage was tiny. It was like two and a half steps to the middle or one and a half steps to the middle. The big cage in the UFC, I need fucking binoculars to get across to see, you know, my opponent. The cage of the Apex, I think, is, is a really good size, man. It's a uh, Adrian and I, are, we're not fucking 6'2 and 250 pounds. We're, you know, we're, we're smaller guys. So we don't need all the room in the world. I think it's going to be a exciting fight, man. I can't wait. Uh, how disappointed are you that the fight's just on a fight night? No fans. Like, this is a fight that should have been on a pay-per-view that needs the fans. Yeah, man. I, again, that that's another double-edged story. I mean, we get on a fight with a pay-per-view, um, and the chance of a bonus is a little bit smaller. Yeah. Now we have, now we have a chance to fight maybe closer to the top of the card, get a little bit maybe different kind of eyes on us. You know, the the, the TJ and uh, Sanhagen fight is that same night, so obviously it's going to be people who are interested in the bantamweight division watching that, and that's kind of the eyes that we want to see. Um, if you put us on a card with like Derek Lewis or Francis Ngannou, that's the, the fans who are the heavyweight fans may be a little bit different than the people who are the bantamweight fans. Um, so I think I, I'm okay with this spot, man. I don't really care. I would obviously like to fight in front of fans, but I mean, it is what it is. It's going to be an exciting fight regardless. I mean, it doesn't, you can put us in a football field. It's going to be an exciting fight. If you put us on a tennis screen, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't care who's watching the T the, the cameras are going to be on. We're, we're going to go out there and we're going to throw our limbs around without any regard for safety. I think they haven't released like the order of the card yet, but I think that perfect spot was you guys opening up the main card because like you have obviously Dillashaw Sanhagen, that's main event. I assume that Aspen Ladd fight will be co-main. Like Kyler Phillips will be on the main card. I assume Macy Barr will be on the main card. You is um, the Kyler Phillips fight still on? Oh, I think it actually might. I don't know. I think if there was rumors, it might be off. But I don't. But I, think... I don't know about the rumors. All I know is what. Hafiola um, Sunset posted on his Instagram. Yeah, I saw that. That's why I didn't know. In a fight in three and a half weeks is going to be a real tough timeline to return from with a torn bicep. Well, and then I just think you guys kicking off that main card and just kind of having these like a band weight to open up the main card. That's an exciting fight. Just gets more people hyped up for that main event. Yeah, and you know, <clears throat> all I mean, all it really takes to kind of hype our fight up is is show a couple highlights from yeah. both of us. I mean, we don't. We don't need to have like these these one liners. Oh, oh, Adrian's a fucking dickhead. Oh, cost a fucking stuff. We don't need that kind of stuff. We don't. You don't need it. Our 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 styles are gonna kind of speak for ourselves. And I think that once they start pumping out like some videos and trying to hype that card up a little bit, I'm sure you're gonna see some 
Adrian's head kick knockout, my head kick knockout. You know, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna sprinkle those in, and I think, I think they're gonna get a pretty good spot on that card. I don't really give a fuck too much about where it is. Um, I would definitely like to fight earlier than later because that night is also the uh, the Gypsy King and Deontay Wilder. Yeah. So that'd be pretty dope. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't really give a fuck. I, I think that the opening main spot, opening opening main card spot, I think that definitely makes sense in uh, in terms of like what's gonna drive some eyes. Um, but I have no idea. I'm ready for whatever. I don't really give a fuck. I'll fight first, whatever. Uh, just a couple more things. Like your guy, you even talked about in this interview. You're still so young to the sport where you get leaps and bounds better every fight. But now that you're what I think this is what second full camp at Stanford. Like how much better do you think you've gotten? Or is this your first full camp at Stanford? It's uh, a camp and a half, I guess, because I was doing the camp getting ready for Trevin, and it was like three weeks out before. So I had I'd been training at Stanford since. Probably like November, October, October, like, yeah, about three and a half weeks after the fight, four, four weeks after the fight, give or take. So I've, I've been there for, you know, what would be eight months at that point, nine, ten months, a long time. Um, I think I'm going to open some eyes, man. I, I'm getting a, I'm getting a lot of good attention over there. Henry Hooft, he's, he's fantastic. Greg Jones, all the coaching staff, Kami, uh, Jason Stout, all those guys, they, they're, 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 they're so fucking bad. I can't say enough things, enough good things about them. They're just, they're just like such good dudes and where where I feel like I'm a, I'm a part of the family and they 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 they've really went out of their way to make sure that I feel that way and I feel welcome and you know I think it's I think I'm in the right place I think I'm in a really good really good place going into this fight and I think we're going to see a lot of improvements and a lot of you know the way that I I handle myself in the cage and the movements that I make and and what I'm trying to go after I think that's going to I think you're going to see a, you know a very clear you know result of what you know what I've been doing the last 10 months what who are you training with at Sandberg? Because they have a lot of high level guys and a lot of guys. Like they have like Caldwell, Borix, around your weight class. Like are those kind of the guys you're working with? Yeah, I mean, I, I work with with Caldwell a little bit. Um, he's 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 cool. He's he's a beast. I work with Adam a little bit. He's cool. He's a beast as well. I'm working with um. I'm probably gonna butcher his name. Yuya, what? He fought oh, my the the guy in one championship. Yeah, I can't pronounce that, and I don't. I don't mean any disrespect, obviously. But I've worked with him a lot. He's a fucking awesome dude. I'm work with um a guy, a Brazilian guy named Emerson. He um I don't know Oliveira or something. He was like um one of the OG Nova Ova Nova Yao guys. Worked with Aldo and all those guys. I'm, work, I'm working with a lot of good guys. And you know, Adrian has a very unique, or not really unique skill set, but he's he's really good at really good at a couple things. And I need to make sure that I'm really I'm ready for those. So I'm working with 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 good guys. I'm ready, man. How's the Florida living? Better than out in Boston? Doesn't suck, bro. <laughs> Doesn't suck. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> it's nice year-round warm weather. I just can't get out of the beach, bro. I can't get out. I'm gonna go into that cage and I'm gonna have the fucking best tan on the card. You can hold me to that. Not going to any baseball games though. Still not getting into it. Oh no way. No way. Uh, just last thing, I even told Adrian this. Uh, your little battle, I'm with you, though. Reese's are way better than Dr. Pepper. I mean, it's a fucking no-brainer. I thought it was pretty clear, but apparently some people think otherwise, and it's fine. Whatever. All right, well, Randy, man, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks for doing this. All right, dude. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we're joined by UFC Bantamweight Adrian Inez. He's got a big fight and a bit of a rivalry for this one coming up. Adrian, how's it going? Man, I'm doing I'm doing great, man. I'm I'm loving life, you know. Everything like there's been a lot of good things that's been happening, so uh, I'm really excited, man. Yeah, nothing but good vibes all around me. 
uh, obviously you're fighting Randy Costa. Like for people that don't know, this fight basically came together through social media. How you guys are arguing, how you think Dr. <laughs> Pepper is better. He thinks Reese's peanut butter cups is better. Like, is this one of the weirdest fights you've had coming together through that way? Man, uh, yeah, honestly, that's the that's the weirdest way I've ever gotten a fight, and man, I kind of like it. <laughs> I kind of like it, man. It, it's pretty cool because usually, uh, usually it's more like mess talking. People are usually looking like anytime I've had a fight, it's usually been talking mess or little shots in there. Uh, I think the nicest fighter I fought, or well, I have two nicest fighters that I fought was one was Nico Echeverry, and the next one was Kyle Estrada. You know, Kyle Estrada. Uh, super nice took a selfie at weigh-ins you know i thought that was pretty cool but this is actually by far like the the weirdest way i've gotten a fight and then also uh just the way it was formed uh you know mma twitter kind of ran the wheels off this and pretty much pushed us downhill just so it can be like uh got it together and just started uh getting into something bigger so i i love it man i actually i absolutely love it yeah, this fight was basically made on Twitter. After it got so much attention on Twitter, did like one of your two camps go to the UFC and say we like this fight, or did the UFC just see it on Twitter and they're like, "Man, maybe we should make this fight." Yeah, well, here was the thing: is that we were trying to get on uh, UFC two six two, and and I was trying to get on that card like like immediately, like right after the fight, like right after the fight. I, I was like talking to my manager. He's like, "How serious were you about UFC two six two? And I was like. I'm super serious. Like I'm going to fight in Houston. Like that is exactly what I want to do. And then, uh, by the time the weekend was over, uh, me and Randy were already going back and forth, you know, about what, what was better and everything. And then like we had MMA Twitter going nuts about it. And within that time, <clears throat> within that time, like my uh, manager was talking to, was talking to Sean. She was like, dude, this is the fight to make. You get a get a Houston guy to fight on UC two six two, and you you don't even have to add like look for anybody. Like we got the right guy. Like the right guy is right here. Randy Costa is like these two are gonna produce a, a hell of a fight. Like it's it's a hell of a fight that that I think not only Houston would love, but everybody and like anybody in the stands would love, or like MMA Twitter would love. I think it was one of those things, and uh. You know, certain things, it, it literally almost popped up last minute, uh, the week of, but certain things kind of just didn't fall through. Uh, but either way, we still got July 24th, so it sucks that we're not going to be able to fight in front of fans because I feel like this fight would have been fan-friendly, and it just would have boosted both of our popularities, win or loss, both of our popularities very high, and it, it just sucks. <laughs> it just sucks, but I wish it was in front of a crowd. And not even because you're Robert or anything, or not like Robert, just the jokingness of it. I'm surprised the UFC booked this fight just because you two are like, to me, I think you two are like the two top prospects of 135 where I think this is a fight that could easily happen two, three years down the line when you guys could be like in a number one contender fight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're, uh, but also, we like everybody, like there's, there's some uh, give and take on like MMA Twitter. Like some people were saying, I was like, no, this is happening way too soon. I don't think the UFC want to put this fight on because these are two up-and-comers. Uh, they show great potential. Maybe they can fight further down the line. But also, uh, we both know that like we're both going to be at the top anyways. We're both we're both going to uh, like be on a parallel line going to the top anyways. So if we fight now, we're possibly going to fight again later on. It's it's inevitable for the both of us because he's good and I'm really good. So it's one of, it's one of those things that. I 
do see us having a rematch in the future. So to me, uh, it didn't it didn't matter. It didn't matter whether it feels now or later. But at the same time, a lot of people were kind of just like, oh, I think this is too early. But, you know, nothing's ever too early. Dustin Poirier fought Conor McGregor, I think, when Conor McGregor was like uh, like 3-0 and in the UFC. So to me, that's like same trajectory. That's, that's fine. Uh, you know, and then after that, he went to go do all those wonderful things. Uh, so to me, it doesn't matter. Uh, it does. It absolutely doesn't matter when I fight somebody because at the end of the day, I believe I'm going to win and I'm still keep climbing that ladder. And, and if they're good enough, we'll meet down, we'll meet, we meet down the line sometime, you know? So it's, it's all, it's, it's all the same to me. Cause honestly, it's like one of those fights that we fight. And then it's such a great fight that man down the line, you would want to see that fight again anyway. So to me, uh, we're, we're, we're both, we're both about it. <laughs> Well, I know even Randy's brought it up that he thinks this is similar to like uh, Poirier and Holloway when they fought. It was like Holloway's like first UFC fight, Poirier's fourth. It was a good fight. Then they rematched for the belt like years down the line. It was a massive fight. Like I wouldn't be surprised if that's what something similar happens to you too. Oh yeah, but I'm Dustin Poirier both times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't mind it. <laughs> With this fight, like obviously you two both like highlight real knockout artists like both of you guys have a lot of power he's kind of more of a kicker like how do you kind of see this fight playing out man i see him being really aggressive and uh that's what i'm expecting i expect him to be really aggressive and if he if he slows down then i know he he's worried about like what i bring to the table uh but if he comes in like like super super aggressive within the first like in the first round then i know he's gonna try to make a statement he's gonna try to make a statement or if he if he kind of takes it in is really patient that I know he's going to be, I know he's going to be cautious of what I can throw back. So either way, the way I'm looking at it, it's all positives for me. So it's, so in, in my eyes, I, I just see it going nothing but good. Like it, it plays into whatever I, whatever I want anyways. Uh, like I, I think his style is very aggressive. And if he kind of slows down, then I'm like, Oh, if he slows it down and like takes his time, I'm like, Oh, Okay, he knows what I bring, and he's kind of like a little bit timid from it. But if he comes in aggressive, I know he's just like, no, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if he has power, and it plays right into my style, anyways. Like I'm a, I'm, I'm a bit of a counter puncher. I can lead, but everybody, I, I haven't had to lead. So that to me, that's, it's a, it's a win-win situation for me. So I, I love this type. I love this style of fight. Do you basically think what I've seen from Twitter is a lot of people think? someone's getting knocked out in this one. Is that kind of what you kind of think? It's, it's either going to be you or him getting knocked out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, and I, I think, I think that like whenever I, I've been watching his fights, I know he's probably, he's probably gotten a lot better from the last time he fought, but from seeing it, I'm like, okay, I, I can, I, I feel like he telegraphs a little bit too much, but uh, it's, it's, you can say whatever you want until you get into the cage. So to me, I think it, it I think, I'll get the stoppage, but also if he can take what I'm giving, what I'm, what I'm giving him, then it's going to go all three rounds. Do you think he's going to shoot on you? He's working at Sanford and there's a lot of good wrestlers at Sanford. Like, do you kind of think he might come to wrestling? I wouldn't be surprised. There's been times where I've, where I've hit some, somebody in the face who wanted to strike with me and they turn into a wrestler. Uh, So to me, um, it's, 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 it's cool either way because I, I really love the anti-wrestling part. Of uh, of fighting because you know if they like if he shoots in early if he shoots in early and he's really fighting really hard for the takedown for me I'm so used to uh, I'm so used to defending takedowns right now that like it doesn't like it doesn't bother me 
Like I love I love defending takedowns just because I know what happens to people's arms after they after they take a shot and they don't get it successfully and they try it for a second time, they try it for a third time. Their their cardio is dropping. Their cardio is dropping. Unless your name is Khabib, you know, but but uh like I know what it does and it just leaves it open for me to uh to hit them. Like it, it makes it makes for an easier target for me. Uh so I I love it either way. Uh, if he wants to become a wrestler, because uh, he was just, he was like a heavy striker, and he wants to become a wrestler, then uh, that's completely fine with me too. Because uh, if he's only been down there in Florida for a year, I don't think I don't think his body would have been like completely acclimated. Like there's there's some wrestlers that they're able to go three rounds, uh, three five minute rounds for the whole entire time, but you can still see the diminish of diminish of their wrestling shot, uh, kind of just dwindle down like every single time they take a shot and somebody defends it successfully especially when they put all their power into it so uh to me it doesn't matter either way i think he went down there just because he's like i don't want to get taken down so i'm gonna work with all these wrestlers wrestlers you know so i can minimize that problem i keep standing and knock somebody out so he pretty much got the same style as me except he's a little bit more aggressive i'm a little bit more reserved so i'm excited for it like i am really excited for it because if he shoots in then that's another thing that that's a win in my belt like he shot in first. He shot. Like he he was the one that was nervous about this. So I'm like, so just it's all a win win situation for me. I love it. Well, what do you think a win over Randy does for you? You guys both have a lot of hype. You guys have talked about two of the top prospects. Like, how many surprises you out there? You finish um a top fifteen guys next for you? I would hope so. I would absolutely hope so. Uh, but also at the same time, if the if I don't get that chance or I don't get that opportunity, I don't mind uh, working my ass off to get up to the top 15 because it's inevitable for me because, like, whether whether I knock him out or we go to a decision, I, I believe it's it's, it's going to build up my – it's going to build up my resume. And then after that, like, if they – if they still don't want me to fight the top 15 guy, I'm going to I'm gonna search for the toughest guy, the, the toughest guy who's not ranked. And because I want to prove my worth, I want to be able to prove that I belong to fight the best fighters in the world. So that's that's exactly what I'm going to do, whether it shoots me to the top 15 or if it kind of slows, if it kind of they take the the slow route, you know, so uh, it, does, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just here to work my ass off and uh, give everybody a show. You're a guy that you like to call your shot. Like you call out an opponent normally after a win. Like, do you already have a name in mind or does that come closer to fight? You'll think of someone. No, uh, well, the uh, the the name call out like where I, where I already had in mind uh, is because like it was like pretty much like like he called me out before like he 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 called me out before and I was just re- returning like hey I wasn't uh, like I wasn't not taking your call out I was already signed to fight somebody else so uh, that fight would be a good one too because that's the first guy who's ever called me out in the UFC and uh, I wouldn't mind taking that fight taking that fight either I wouldn't mind going back and uh, fighting Nathan but. By now, if he hasn't fought and if he hasn't fought and he hasn't gotten a win since his last fight, I think whenever he fought Luke Sanders, I, I know he was supposed to fight uh, this year, but I don't know what happened. Uh, but if he hasn't gotten a win, then to me, it's kind of just like, hey, like, there's no point. I've been active. I've been fighting. I already have uh, I have three UFC wins. Uh, I think he's he's either I think he's one and zero or one and one. But it, it wouldn't to me. I'm just like, yeah, you're kind of like you're the opposite of where i'm trying to go like i'm not trying to go back and fight number 50 whenever mm-hmm. i have number like 35 in front of me and i if i get i get that win i'm like all right cool i get to 20 uh 20 to 30 anywhere from that range and work my way down to the top 15 so i'm not trying to work my way back i'm trying to work my way forward you're on a bit of a streak too two ufc fights two 50k bonuses you looking to do it again the three peat 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, man, I'm trying to get the uh, consecutive. I'm trying to get the record for the consecutive uh, knockouts. Uh, knockouts or fight of the night bonuses, whatever. You know, I'm trying to get the, uh, the consecutive uh, record for, for bonuses for each fight. You know, I don't know what that stat is, but if I get it my next fight and then uh, I get it the fight after that, I'm pretty sure I get – I'm the guy who's consistently got the fight of the night bonus, like four straight, four straight in a row. Uh, which I which I'm hoping to do, which I really am hoping to do because man, dude, who doesn't like money? Uh, just a couple more things: is a smaller octagon. Like, do you think that basically forces you guys? It's already gonna be a firefight. But do you think it just kind of makes it like that much quicker to happen? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't mind the smaller cage. I, it, it's it. I'm still have yet to fight in the big cage. Yeah, yet, I guess so. you actually haven't because you could, you were on the contender series and then. You've been in the Apex. You haven't been on one of these cards at the fan. Yeah, but. yeah, and uh, pretty much the biggest, uh, the biggest octagon or the cage that I fought has been in the has been in LFA or Fury, and those sizes still aren't the size of uh, the big octagon cage. Like it's not the big octagon that they use for pay per views. It's still a little bit smaller than the Apex. So for me, I'm like, hey, this is plenty of room for me. I don't care. <laughs> like I don't care. I can, I can still move around. I don't need all this space. Like man, matter of fact, can you shorten it up a little bit? So to me, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm good. Like the 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 size of the ring doesn't matter. It's it's all about the skill of the fighter. I saw on Twitter you guys agreed to like that month supply bet. Is that still going? Where if you win, oh, you Dr. Pepper. Oh yeah, man. I'm I'm using that to like its full extent. <laughs> I'm using it to its full extent because man, whenever uh whenever Thanksgiving and uh in December come around, man, I'm definitely gonna be downing those because I I plan on staying very active until the end of the year until like December hits and then January hits. Like I'm probably gonna take those months off, but I'm trying to be very active. Like I haven't like uh. I'm trying to have like at least two more fights after this fight. So uh, I'm trying to stay really active. So I'm going to save those until December and then have a blast. It, it, it kind of sucks. You guys are going at it because I don't really drink pop. But what I do, it's Dr. Pepper. But then like Reese is my favorite candy. So there's no real rooting interest for me. All right, man. I'm about to leave. <laughs> no, no uh, I get it. I get it. I just like, I look, I get the love for it, you know, but there's, definitely better candies out there man like i'm i went down this rabbit hole once you know what i'm gonna do it again you can definitely go buy high quality chocolate and go get yourself high quality peanut butter and make yourself some better better reese's man i'm telling you guys you you guys are living you know all, like trust me it's not that much more it's not that much more actually it'll probably be more cost efficient instead of buying these little these little packs you know that come in two for a dollar you know when you and it it'll only last you for that for those two because you're gonna you're gonna run through those. Instead, you can buy yourself like a two dollar two dollars some really good quality like two dollars three dollars depending on where you get it uh, peanut butter and then you get yourself some high quality chocolate which again probably three four dollars seven like oh yeah dude I've 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 gone down this rabbit hole of where you can make this better. You can even buy the healthier version it'll still be better than Reese's. All right, well, Adrian, man, I appreciate <laughs> it as always. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, yeah, man, no problem, man. Thank you.